podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. WrestleMania is done and we're back already. A new season, season 13. Fucking, we've done 13 of these bastards. Uh, welcome to Saturday Draft Live, the latest season in our fantasy draft. I'm Scott McLeod. I've been here since the very beginning. I've been through many ups and downs. My hair is already starting to go grey. That's how much I've been through with this bastard draft. But season 13, you know, it's our Mania to SummerSlam season, one of the longer seasons, a very unpredictable season, especially with the transfer window in play. And we're here to look at and judge very harshly everybody's teams except for our own, uh, <laughs> as is tradition on this show, right at the start of the season. Do I look at how we pick these teams? Go back and check out our selection show. It'll be on our YouTube channel. And you can gaze upon our glorious faces and the not-so-glorious faces of some other people on the podcast. As I said, I'm still without taking the hosting role this time around. And let me introduce you to the rest of my team. A man who, much like our former co-host David Campbell, he he fell out with his, his tag team partner and the, the petty squabbling stopped him from reaching his potential of becoming a three-time winner. But he's here to make a right go of it because he's I think he's won the media at SummerSlam season before. Can he do it again? It's Jack Graham. Absolutely, I can. Let's just let's talk about that mania to SummerSlam season last season. I was on top for the, all of it. Never knocked off the most the most dominating season ever, and I look to replicate those heights again. And don't worry, Jack will be your three time. Round of applause, everyone. Here we go. <laughs> Audience of one. <laughs> <laughs> so the so the first time Jack's promised somebody from something three times and let them down. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong, not wrong. Uh, well played. But uh, since you feel like chiming in, they're just the man who finally joined the, the club of winning the, the draft more than once. He took that long getting to the party. By the time he got there, everyone else had fucked off and the room was empty and he's just left standing there on his own. He's, he, I'm not going to say he's, he's like the Marty to Gary's, like Shawn Michaels, the way that Gary carried him to help him get his second win. I'll just say he's the vigilante to Gary's peacemaker. That's the best way I can describe that. Please welcome the leader of the West End Country Tories. It's David Hockney. <laughs> Listen, I was the one that made the conscious decision to switch the captaincy to the Usos, and that got us the win. I am mm. the true mastermind behind Men on a Mission 2.0, and now I'm carrying that success over to a potential three-time winning for the West End Country Club. Uh, I hear what you're saying, David. All, all that sounded to me was, me, me, me. That's all I hear. Maybe that's why he wears a holiday, Mr. Mastermind, trying to hide his massive heat. But talking of uh, former draft winners and co-hosts and people who can't get along with their partners, David Campbell, he's gone. We mean it this time. We promise he's not getting back in. We've taken away his spare key. And, you know, so it's a sad, it's a sad day. You know, he's, he's gone, left a big shoes to fill. But I think what he would really want going forward is, and I'm sure you guys will do this, is just to honour his memory on Saturday Night Live. And that's why going forward, whenever the listening to score is read out, 
it shall be called the David Cam- D- David Campbell Memorial Listeners League segment. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> what he would have wanted. <laughs> but who, who you may ask, is stepping in to replace David Campbell? Well, well, he's not just any work work experience kid. He is the people's work experience kid. He. I would say we were leaving the best to last in terms of introductions, but I wouldn't want to start the season off on a lie. Please welcome <laughs> Ryan Douglas. Hi, you did. I thought you were just going to talk about David the entire time there. <laughs> Thanks very much for adding him at the end. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. You, know. you made your big debut dressed as some sort of Elton John tribute act with your, your suit and your weird pink tie. But uh, now you're here first proper episode of SDL as a host. How do you feel? Superb. A bit less pressure. Nobody, not everybody's watching me. They'll all hear me later. So <laughs> I'm in my comfortable clothes. I've got my dinosaur onesie on, ready to go. There's an image I didn't need to think of. I'll uh, send you later. I warned you about those DMs. Uh, <laughs> it happens again, I'm reporting you. The people's only fans. Subscribe now. <laughs> I don't know how much he's charging you, but I already know it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, as much, just like we promised on the selection show, Ryan is here. We're all here. But we need to know, will some of our picks be there? We'll have to wait and see how the season plays out. But talking of, uh, like, David and his, his draft win, uh, we don't, we're not going to go through the full, you know, picks of... We're not going to go through the full scores and how things turned out. Billy and Stacey finished last, as we probably figured they would, but there was a point where it looked like the Goat Tones would finish last, and wouldn't that just be hilarious? That would have been uh, David Campbell uh, lost the, the draft season, so even if he did stick around, he and Ryan wouldn't be able to team together. But David still beat Ryan in some weird offshoot draft, so David Campbell didn't even have the decency to go out on his back. He, he couldn't put someone over on his way out. Typical goal. But the top three is the most interesting thing because three points separated the top three because me and Chris were on 199 in third place after a strong a strong season for the most part. Gallon and JP were on 201 and David and Gary on 202. You know, and a lot of that, that was helped a lot by the fact that they also showed up to accompany Roman in the main event. If you, only you people could have seen Gary's reaction but we were all sitting at his to watch this too. And David, you should be happy you weren't there because, look, I, as I said on Central, as soon as you realise he's won, Gary would have immediately turned on you like Sean did to Marty. Out that window, you would have went. Yeah, that's uh, that's the the thing about tag teams. You can never fully trust them, not 100% at least. So I was the did the smart play there. Mm-hmm. There you go. Like, you look at that, the top three is like three points. Then you go down to 190 and a half, which is seven even. And then the next team after that is down 127 points, so more than 60-odd points separates uh, fifth place up to the top four, which is just, it goes to show how strong the, the top four teams were last season. But now it's not about tie teams, it's about everybody being on their own and seeing uh, how they can go and how many how strong their teams will become the transfer window. You need to hope that you don't need to you don't need to make as many transfers. We'll get into more about the transfer window rules if you don't already, if you aren't already familiar with them. When we get closer to whenever the transfer window happens, but I want to mention something before we get to everybody's teams. 
Uh, although this is the longest season we will do, but it's going to be shorter by like a few weeks because they've moved SummerSlam to just 30th of July this year, which means also the SummerSlam to uh, Survivor Series season will start in like early August, which will add a few weeks into what due to the short one of the shorter seasons we do. Do you think that will affect the season, this season and next season in any way, or am I just bringing it up for no reason? I don't know because if it was if it was summer stuff, it only it is only like a couple of weeks. I don't think it'd be. I don't think I don't think it's that bad. But you could I mean you could ask me that question the final week, and if I lose like five points, I say if I had those couple of weeks, you know, I could <laughs> I could I could have won. But we'll, I'll, I'll see how it plays by the end. I think it's fair to say with the we'll, we'll say premium events. I, I would normally say fair to you, but premium events like money and bank were way more important now that the weeks are gone. Uh, mm. By what degree, I'm not sure, but um, maybe that should be a bit more focused on when the draft happened, if the few weeks are missing. Yeah, it may, it may affect where the placement of the, the transfer window ends up this season, because usually it would be a bit about the, usually three or, like, two or three premium live events before they do SummerSlam, so usually it's when the second one, the week following the second uh, August, maybe I don't like to say premium live event. After the second pay per view <laughs> that they do, uh, WWE they've stuck into my brain. They're like I'm, I'm spewing out their verbiage as well. Uh, I'm looking, I'm looking at the pay per views now, and Hell in a Cell was June the fifth. So even like I was think when it was Money in the Bank was a June pay per view. It was like mid June, so it was that kind of it was week after we took off. So it's like the the first proper week in June will probably be the transfer window week, and then that gives you kind of uh, a month and a half run into SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, I also there's a bit of a point penalty you should remember when you have to depending on how many picks you you have to get transferred but also I'll, I'll get at the teams before we get into them in any like depth I'm noticing do you think that because of this season being as long as it is and the fact that there are probably more big like WWE shows uh, between now and SummerSlam do you think uh, this is a season where a lot of people kind of taken decide to go more main roster heavy with some of their teams yeah, I think so. I think folk, folk know for the longevity of the season that uh, when it is such a long season, you are going to have more WWE shows than AEW. I think what AEW have, is it Revolution in May? Uh, double or nothing. Double or nothing in May. And I think, that, I think that's all they've got this, this, this window compared to one, two, three, maybe four WWE pay-per-views if there's a, a takeover SummerSlam weekend or something like that. So it's you've got it. I, you've got to play into the hands of what the, a long a long season means, and it does mean you need to be kind of more WWE heavy than anything. Yeah, I think it's one of those reviews where you kind of is at your advantage because like last season, yeah, we ended WrestleMania, but there was quite a few big like NXT and AEW opportunities for points on the way there. So it's all about the road. You can take some big like NXT, you take some big AEW picks because also you got dull or nothing. But we don't know what what NXT's kids are going to be. Are they going to have a big show between now and SummerSlam. They're going to save one for SummerSlam weekend. And now that David Campbell is in the year starts out, maybe the SummerSlam weekend one will actually count, even if it happens after SummerSlam. <laughs> I'm still not over that. I wasn't going to win that season, but you know it was a, it was a principal thing. It's a principle of the thing. Yeah, but you know me, I don't hold grudges. <laughs> <laughs> but now this is where we get into everybody's teams, and uh, we'll go from who picked first down to who picked last. Now, so we know David Tottenham's team will be last because. As a consequence of uh, being the previous season's winner, but who 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 got the honour of picking first? All right, it was me. 
the first time <laughs> in 13 seasons I got to actually pick first for a change. Uh, how much of a difference it will make? I don't know. My team, uh, I'm very happy with this team once I remembered it. Uh, the Fresh Picks of Bel Air is my team name. I've got Heyman and Reigns as my tag team. I thought once I got picked first, I realised there's no way Heyman and Reigns are getting out of the tag team round. So I need to take them now. They'll be on Raw and SmackDown and the pay-per-views. So, you know, appearance points galore now that they're my captains as well. I mean, if, if I was confident in any way that Heyman and Reigns wouldn't be taken as a tag team, then Roman would definitely be my number one pick. But my number one pick went to Bianca Belair. Uh, Raw Women's Champion, she's not losing that belt anytime soon. I hope she's holding that, that belt all the way to SummerSlam, in my opinion. Uh, Finn Balor, I needed a, a mid-card uh, champion, and I figured maybe go for one of the main roster ones because I'd like to think that the main roster, like mid-card belts, will get more focused now that there's only one world champion. And uh, maybe in hindsight, uh, there's part of me that thinks I should have maybe went for Cameron Grimes instead, but, you know, time will tell, you know. We will maybe look back on it points wise as you went both of them score. Uh, I went with William Yu in the third round. I think by the third round it got to a point where picks like him, the non wrestling ones that make it, you a lot of points were going to start to go. I thought this is where I should take my chance to get William Yu because good because the Blackpool Combat Club or the bloody Blackpool Comedy Club is that listeners league Phil called them. <laughs> bloody comedy act trying to watch him make a bit of sense together. But we will be out there weekly basis with the Blackpool Combat Club. So I have a feeling he he's a pick that in a few seasons think he'll be up there in a level alongside the Adam Pierce, the Sonia Devils, your your Tony Schiavone's of the world as a non wrestling pick that can prove very valuable. I also picked Tony Storm because I need another female pick and decided to go more ATW try to look at their women's division because by this point the women's picks were kind of drying up I think, and I do believe that Tony Storm will be a great candidate to win the. Uh, Owen Hart Memorial Cup uh, Owen Hart to win the Owen Hart tournament on the women's side and Hook I've sent for Hook in the fifth round because so obviously there's a lot more opportunities for him to appear on Rampage just absolutely battering folk and shaking off curses from Dan Housen so guys you know me I, I never get easily offended unlike some other people so please give, give, give it to me honestly what do you think of the picks I put together well, I mean, your, your tag team and your first round picks were absolutely no-brainers because you had to get Reigns off the board for sure. And Heyman and Reigns have been a tag team in past seasons for that long. And they've been a solid, solid scoring overall in terms of appearances alone. Uh, do they score as highly as, you know, an active tag team, though? It's, they're not a big scoring tag team, but they're consistent. So I'll give you that one. Bianca Belair, definite no-brainer. She gets finally gets to be the number one draft pick for a season. And like you said, I think... She's going to be holding the Raw Women's title for Mania. Very, very clever choice to have her with the captaincy applied because that's a lot of big wins right there. I think you might have taken a couple of gambles, though, given that Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter are going to be the first round of the Owen Hart tournament. So one slip up and it could cost you, you know, a potential big season of points there. It's kind of like when Andy and Ross picked Grizzled Young Veterans uh, when the Dusty Cup was still going on and they lost to the Creed Brothers. They only ended up getting one point as a result. So I admit... You have to put a lot of stock in Tony Storm if you think she's going to be the one to win the tournament. And another one is Finn Balor. I mean, sure, he's the United States champion and all, but he has exactly been treated like, you know, a mid-card champion. He was left off of WrestleMania. He was relegated to the Battle Royal. And I really don't see a consistent program for him going forward other than, you know, maybe get the occasional tag team match underway. And he may, you never know, he might just be on a, a losing streak to Austin Theory, for all we know, because as we discussed in the selection show, 
So overall, it's it starts off great, but I think it gets progressively well. Not if there was a bit of a dip in the middle, but then it sort of slowly picks up towards the end. Yeah, I don't see a winning team there, but there's definitely potential big points with Bianca. Okay, I have a concern as well. Uh, I think potentially William Regal might be too safe for pick three. It's you're only going to get appearance points there. That's maybe a later on pick might have been a bit early in that one. And my only other concern is I think Usos might have been number one tag team over Heyman and Reigns. Well, other than that, decent shout. Uh, I think maybe your your teams fell victim to the snake draft a bit. I think also drafting first is a is a gift a gift and a cost. But kind of you look at your you 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 draft last for the the the, the second round and the fourth round and that's kind of where the boys are picking up some. Some some faults. I don't know if maybe because because of that you're waiting like a full two rotations to get back. Maybe you fell victim there, but I don't know. I think it's a I think it's a decent team. It's something that might play out well, but I'm not. It's it's not striking me as the winning team yet. See, I think out of all of them, either Tony or Ben will be the one that most likely has to get transferred from that period of time. But looking at it, I think again Regal for appearance point with. How frequently the Blackpool Comic Club are on TV now, like they're either on Rampage or they're on Dynamite, and he's always out there with them on commentary. So I actually think, like talking about the third round, uh, like I said, I think people were starting to take gambles towards the midpoint of the selection, which is why I went with Regal at that point that I did. And yeah, again, Balor, again, he's a pick that I need to wait and see how long that, how far that goes. But, you know, I think it's a point where, like you said, so many picks have been taken across the snake draft at the end of the first round into the second. When it finally came back to me, I was thinking about who I had been picked. I was trying to remember who actually was, you know, still around. And, you know, yeah, and I know, I do think there is a match with Austin 3 next week. I don't see Austin winning it, to be fair. And Tony Storm, she's, she had such a big, like, reputation on the Indies. She was, uh, Treated poorly in WWE. I think AW maybe she'll be somebody who initially AW put a lot of stock into. Jamie Hater doesn't have exactly the best winning record, so I didn't. I don't really see Jamie Hater as a big obstacle. To be fair, and I don't mean to put any slight on her as a wrestler, but like I don't see her as a big obstacle. Uh, I'm not saying that Tony will win the tournament. I'm just saying she's at least a candidate to potentially win it. And if she doesn't win it, then there's still opportunities for her to appear in later episodes of Dynamite or Rampage to make the points back up that you may have lost. I'm glad you guys are agreeing with me. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, uh, and a move that definitely wasn't dubious at all. You, I got the first pick and then you got the second and with your team, Ban International Friendlies. Take, take us through <laughs> your team. Yes, here we go. The, the team that will get your get your three time. Uh, obviously, it was, if, if you were first or second, the Usos was having to go there. It was either take Heyman Reigns or take the Usos. I, I, I was the Heyman Reigns taken away from it, but I was always wanting to take the Usos anyway, so that's absolutely fine. And I knew, I called it on the last SDL of the season with, with, with David Campbell, that Tony Schiavone will go round one, and I just made my prediction correct. So I'm a, I'm a, a, a prodigal son, you could you could I'm say. A- uh, <laughs> so we, uh, but it's, it, he was like high scoring last season. You know he's appearing on the show all the time. It's an absolute no brainer that Tony Schiavone should be a number one and my captain too. All the second and third round, I was able to get Raquel Gonzalez, well Rodriguez now, and Dakota Kai as they were they were the women's tag team champions on draft night. 
that obviously didn't happen, but we, we've seen later on in the week that Dakota Kai now has an NXT Women's Championship match against Mandy Rose next week, and Raquel Rodriguez is on SmackDown, so it's what, what looked good that then looked shit is looking maybe promising again. We'll see. AJ Styles from fourth round, I feel it's like an absolute steal. Continuing this feud with, with Edge, it seems, uh, I don't see him losing a pay-per-view match to Edge Again, I don't really know what's what's going to happen, but it's a, it's a big program in Ross. We're going to see a lot of them, I feel. And then getting your number two baby face in SmackDown Intercontinental Champion Ricochet round five, eggs an absolute bargain too. I don't see him losing that belt for a while because you're needing a big prominent baby face in that role on the show. Obviously, Roman Reigns being your big heel champion. And Ricochet is arguably one of the best to be able to do that right now. He's got a title match against Jinder next week. I don't see him losing that. I hope not. Touch wood, but yeah, that's my team. You know, if if gender wins, by the way, you only if gender wins the IC title next week, I believe you only have to win the titles after that and become you'll become a Grand Slam champion. Which yep. I think is all a goal we should aspire <laughs> to for gender to achieve. Please, please, I want to see it happen. Grand uh, Slam Mahal, make it happen. Got a nice ring to it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> My God, to think that guy was once WWE champion. Blah. I know the titles never have had the titles never had the same prestige since. <laughs> but you know what? Um, tell you something, Jack. Your team on paper actually looks very, very strong. I mean, the Usos were an absolute no-brainer, and Scott, you're a fool for not picking them first. If I'm being brutally honest here, Tony Schiavone, like you said, Jack, highest scorer last season in a managerial perspective, he's consistent scoring points. Uh, yeah, I don't see any reason why he can't be another big scorer. Uh, as you said, with Raquel and Dakota, you know, they've each got their own programs down in NXT and SmackDown. So I think that's a bit of a wee bit of a stroke of luck there for you with Raquel now going in a bit of a singles push. Ricochet, hopefully a consistent intercontinental champion with consistent title defences. My one slight gripe is the booking of AJ Styles going forward. Because, I mean, you might be right, you know, he could continue the feud with Priest and Edge. My only potential is, is he once again going to be on the losing side? And if so, what's the long-term booking for him? going forward not to say that he won't pick up wins down the line you know he might get a win over Damian Priest at some point I think it's just more the longevity of AJ Styles throughout this season that I'm most concerned with but aside from that I'm struggling to pick any flaws in in your team at the minute can I also pick out one thing that you've had a major advantage that Raquel and Dakota lost their titles this week mm-hmm. that's been huge for you if you if you lost them next week you'd have been behind everybody else from week one so that's been great for you. Uh, I don't see many flaws in this at all. I uh, massively overglossed it when we looked at it at the weekend, in, or early in the week, sorry. And this is probably one of the favourites in my eyes. I just, I just want to say, first off, Dave, fuck you. Uh, the whole human race, they're going to be on Raw and SmackDown together. And I know they don't, they're not a traditional tag team, but come on, you think... Uh, you think they weren't going to go as a tag team? They've been picked a tag team literally every season since it first happened for a for a good reason. I'm not saying the Usos aren't strong because again they're SmackDown tag team champions, but so that's a, that's a solid pick from Jack. Yeah, um, we all had to have a laugh and a good chat when they lost, but Raquel and uh, Guy losing this week is better for Jack than them losing next week. Although having said that, Dakota is in that title match next week, and I'm not entirely sure what they're going to do with that. So. You better best hope that she doesn't lose, otherwise that's not a good start to the season for, for that pick. But as we've seen for the NXT men's title, they clearly don't have any forethought. It's like, okay, we'll have so-and-so retain this week, and then they'll lose it next week. Uh, Ricochet, I think, 
similar to Finn Balor, that they need to put some more stock in those two uh, mid-card belts. So uh, that's a solid pick, I think, especially for the last round. Uh, I think the fact he was bumped from WrestleMania, much like Balor, is the reason why he didn't go uh, any later than the last round. So there's that. And AJ, I think he is going to take some losses going forward to Priest, uh, Priest and Edge going forward. Uh, Tony Schiavone, again, maybe Ali Bars because he was appearing quite frequently in the the top scorer of the, the week. Is he your captain? Yeah. 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 But then again, like, part of me is like, I know you, you, you said he should go first round, but the fact that you were second overall and the amount of people that were there and you still picked Tony Schiavone first... I still can't get over it. It's a very listeners' league move for you, Jack. But we'll just have to see how much it pays off. Yeah, look, I'm here to win, big man. You know what I mean? And Tony Schiavone, he's a he's a winner. Look, look, how, look he had a huge, huge points uh, gap between first and second in the in in last season. He's been a, he's been a, a staple from the start when he's been brought in of a, a big points getter. So I'm, I'm, I'm back, Tony Schiavone deserves to be round one. And I think I think also the, the mention of Dakota Kai as well. I think even if she does lose. I think the with Wendy Chow being brought back this week as well, something could happen there. Maybe maybe there'll be another women's tag title match for them down the line or something. Who, who knows? But I feel very happy, Martin. Well, we wish you the best of luck. Uh, we're going to team number three, Homeboy and the Heartbreakers, picked by the one and only Chris Anthony Lopez, a hell of a tag team partner. But the free ride is over here, pal. You know you have to go out on your own and prove yourself. Uh, his team consists of Archie Rule, solid pick. I almost went with them before Heyman Reigns. Uh, he has Braun Breaker, the new NXT champion, and his team as his first round pick. He's also got Kevin Owens, Cora Jade, uh, Jamie Hater, good luck with that one, and CM Punk as his uh, team. So looking at it, he's got WWE and like he's got like a main roster pick for his tag team, but and his second round. His team is primarily NXT and AEW. You think, uh, I know I said some of the teams are more main roster, but this one isn't so much. It's more NXT and AEW. What do you guys think of this for, bear in mind, this is his first time going at it as a singles competitor in the draft? Tell you what, though, on paper, it actually looks very, very solid. I mean, Rob Breaker winning back the NXT title was a bit of a stroke of luck for him because, I mean, if it looked like, you know, Braun was going to Raw, you know, he would have got a strong booking anyway. But in NXT as NXT champion, I think he's just going to pick up on the momentum that me and Gary had uh, last season with him as our captain. My only problem is uh, the booking of Jamie Hayter. Again, I think he was a, I think that was a foolish pick not to choose Tony Storm because I would have favoured Tony Storm over Jamie Hayter at this point. And like you said, Scott, Jamie Hayter's win-loss record is nothing to shout about. So... Yeah, I think that's a bit of a faux pas uh, on his part. Cora Jade, I'm not sure where she's going to go with NXT, given that Dakota Kai's sort of been propped into the NXT title picture. Kevin Owens could definitely still roll off the momentum from the WrestleMania main event, but the Usos are potentially challenging RK-Bro to unify the tag titles, and ooh, I think that puts RK-Bro in quite a, quite a challenging position, because you never know who's going to come off the back of winning... Uh, potentially unified tag titles at that point. So I think Chris is playing a bit of a risky game with a few of his picks, but there's still some very safe bets here and there. Again, he, he needs a few things to go his way if he wants to be on top this season. Uh-huh. Like with Kevin Owens, like God knows what he's doing with that Ezekiel 
fella. You know, he seems like he have a bright future, but they're going to have Kevin Owens lose to bloody Ezekiel. So it's in, that's why Owens was interesting. He, he you, you often seem like a, a second or first round pick in most seasons because you never know what the hell WWE are really like, wanting to do with him booking wise. The reason I was I was uncertain for Jack, like with Dakota Kai, now just got in that match with Andrew Rose, is that it did feel like going into WrestleMania week that Cora Jade was being set up to be like the contender for Andrew Rose before they made it a four way. So I think the reason they put the four ways to like, hold off on Cora's like singles match, which I think could come later on this season. Uh, I know we said that if this season had started this week, it would have been bad for Jack because of the women's tag loss. If it started this week for Chris, he would have been near the top with Braun Breaker because Braun Breaker won the title on Monday, retained on the Tuesday. He had a hell of a week this week. I think Chris's team, Cora J could be a slow burner, uh, Jamie Hayter, I don't really care about, uh, <laughs> CM Punk, I think's a great pick for the last round, Kevin Owens, uh, RK Bro, I think that the, the thing with the tags as well is that I never knew this unification was going to happen, only came about last night. And when that instantly came in my mind, it was like, well, so there's winning that. And like, this could be the perfect moment to like properly split RK Bro and have that big, big, big rivalry feud match going to like SummerSlam or whatever. Because it's going to be something that's stretched out for ages. And this is something that could make Riddle in this feud with RK Bro. So I think that, that kind of makes the most, most sense. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't have known that at the time of what was happening. So it's just kind of these, these things happen. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, the, the team certainly has potential to take it up to the top. There's a couple couple of uh, uh, nitpicky things, I guess you could say. I quite I quite like this team a lot. Um, as you said, CM Punk, uh, last round is really strong. Uh, prior to last night, Archie Bros a really good third choice. But as you said, now that uh, the Usos are now in the picture, they're probably going to lose it along the line. But um, they, they might keep it for long enough. That um, it'll be worth it despite losing the tags, and then if they feud on the way to SummerSlam, you're still getting appearance points with both of them. So it might not be as bad as you think. I think the thing we are bro, the way that Roman was saying he wanted to basically be able to do what he did with the the, the unified tag, but like he did with the two world belts, it feels like you know he wants them to follow his example. But if they fail against bro, the storyline implications for the bloodline may be more interesting. So that is a real toss-up between bro and the Usos. CM Punk going to the fifth round, I think, is surprising because it was when he, his first few seasons as a uh, potential pick when he returned to AEW. He was going in the first round. We weren't sure should he go in the first round, and he surprised all of us. But I think it's because he's been relatively quiet since his MJF feud. But he has mentioned before he wants to go after the world title. Do we see him as a world title contender for Adam Page this season? No, no. no. I think I think that. Uh, it's, uh, is it because I think that Adam Page won't be the world title when world champion that time comes around? Yes, I think that uh, I think that the, the story will probably start after a revolution or something like that. But I don't I don't think there's enough time in this season to get CM Punk that world championship. Well, let's go into yeah. Sorry, Now nah, you're good. I'll break. We'll, we'll, when Sutton Sutler comes up later on, I'll talk about the same thing because it ties into other picks on our teams. So go ahead, we'll move on. <laughs> Tell me to move along. I, I decide when we move along. <laughs> I'm the captain along. now. <laughs> I am the captain. I was actually going more for uh, that thing. They have to get. I'm the leader. I decide when we move on. <laughs> Moving on. 
Oh, classic film, the Aristocats. Uh, the team accurately titled The Bell's Hill Nightmares, led by Stephen Wilson. His tag team, I can't believe I'm saying this in 2022, The Hardy Boys. <laughs> they would have been a top <laughs> pick back in uh, back in like 99, 2000, but now they're in, here in 2022. He also got, as the name of the Nightmares may suggest, he's got Cody Rhodes. Uh, he also got Jade Cargill, Sami Zayn, uh, Bailey, and Wardlow. Uh, Orglo was someone I thought of, but then again, like the part of the story is that he's been forced to stay at home for a few weeks by by MJF, so I wasn't sure when exactly he was going to come back to TV and start the story. I'll get like stupid when he comes back fucking next week, knowing AEW. Uh, Sami Zayn, I mean, he's in a thing with Drew McIntyre right now, so I don't see that going well for him. Bailey, I think we've seen this in the past, like putting all your eggs in the basket of this person might return this season. Well, it'd be like Becky Lynch's last minute Summer Slam season, which they showed up right at the end. Who, who, who can really tell? Uh, Jake Gargoyle, I think it's a no-brainer right now. Undefeated. Uh, pick I really wanted. Uh, Strong still like with the TBS Championship. And Cody Rhodes, I mean, part of me thought about Cody Rhodes as a first-round pick, but because, you know, he's got a match with the Miz on Raw. Like, everybody's going to be, all eyes are going to be on Cody to see how he's booked and how he's returned to the WWE, I think even for the fourth round and like with the snake draft in place, especially for the first couple of rounds, Stephen did really well here in his draft. I mean, it I, looks, no, sorry, sorry, no, no, Dave, Dave, on you go. Uh, I mean, it looks okay on paper, but that doesn't scream a winning team for me, unfortunately, because again, somebody's taken the Bailey gamble and yeah. there's still no indication of when she's coming back. So. Uh, same with Wardlow as well. You know, he's going to be a slow burner for AW over the next few weeks. Sami Zayn is in a, a losing stage to Drew McIntyre at this point. And, uh, I mean, the Hardy Boys, you know, it's it's difficult to say how often they'll compete. But they did compete last week in a tables match uh, against Butcher and Blade, which I think they won. I mean, as long as they keep their winning ways up, and I think as long as they win consistently, I don't see any reason why they can't score big. I think the only saving grace of his team is Cody Rhodes and Jade Cargill. You know, with Cody making consistent appearances and getting consistent wins, is definitely going to help him with such a such a high-profile signing for WWE, or a return, rather. Jade Cargill, as long as she continues to defend the TBS women's title and goes on that undefeated streak, I think that's where he's going to get the big points, particularly if she's defending on pay-per-view. So... Again, it really just it's a team of three picks in this stage, whereas the other three are sort of not I don't see them scoring big until maybe much later in the season. Yeah, I think well, well, I, think yeah. I was gonna keep it short and sweet. I was gonna be like uh, I think the first half of drafting for Steven, good with the Hardy Boys, Cody Rhodes, Jake Cargo. I think the second half with Sami Zayn, Bailey and Wardlow, shit. <laughs> that, that's it. I think the other concern is uh, they advertised that Sami Zayn's uh, up against Drew again next week, which is going to be another loss, and, and that'll be the first week of scoring. Uh, Jade Cargill was huge for me in the listeners last year, and, and she's looking at Is it 130? You can correct me or not, she's looking for. That'll be 30 0. So good for her. Keep it, yeah. That's a good point, sir. Yeah, I think Demons needs to hope that they don't choose to enter and defeat Street, say, around double or nothing time because. Wrestling history has shown that when somebody loses them to Fiji Street, their their booking does tend to suffer for a little for a little bit afterwards because you think, okay, they've lost several loss, what do we do with them now? So we should hope that Jimmy doesn't have that issue. We should hope that Jay doesn't have that issue. 
Sammy, he's just, he's just so good at losing that it makes him a terrible draft pick. Bailey, I think I'm wondering if she's returned by the transfer window, if Stephen will consider maybe trading her out. But you got to think if he does do that or if he tries to stick with it, come the end of the season, you'll think wherever Stephen is in the table, you think where where would he have been if he picked someone in the fourth round that actually would have gotten regular points rather than going with Bailey, who's likely to get him nothing. Because there are people who thought she was going to return last night, being the smacked after Mania. She didn't, so, you know, uh, well, maybe Stephen will have the last laugh like Alan Partridge, but right now we're saying you're a fool, Stephen. <laughs> oh, okay, hold on. <clears throat> I need to clear my throat before I read this out. Next up is what a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good McMahon, mighty, mighty good Mahan. That's Ross's team. And <laughs> uh, his team, uh, FTR, He's first. He's got a team and singles picks that includes Drew McIntyre, uh, Mandy Rose, Veer Mahan. I didn't think Veer would go as early. I wanted Veer, but he did it. He fucking went for it. Ty Conte and Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Again, the fucking Hardy boys. You got Vincent Mann. May as well have put Sting in there. We would have got a fucking 90s version <laughs> of this bloody draft. May as well have thrown Sting in there. But yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, Veer Mahan is going to probably squash Rey Mysterio this Monday on Raw. Probably going to have some squash matches going forward. That's fair enough as a pick. Mandy Rose, we don't know what's going to happen with her in the NXT Women's Championship. Drew Mantar, I think he's going to be built up across the season to be a contender for Roman. Uh, FTR, they seem to be turning face even, and even though they're they're like defending of the ROH and AAA titles, don't really care for points given they're not AW titles. They're still a prominent tie team. It's like they're getting back into the swing of things. Uh, so Ty Conte, they insist on having her alongside uh, alongside Sammy for some reason. Uh, and then Vince McMahon, uh, the worst stunner seller of all time, still going to appear alongside Austin Theory, whether or not Theory wins or not. So, uh, I don't know, really know. This will either prove to be a, a stroke of genius by Ross coming in a season, or be thinking, what the hell is he thinking? But right now, I don't know what to say. I think with with, with this team, uh, Veer Mahan is going to be what I thought Eric Rowan was going to be when I drafted him, <laughs> uh, like season five or something. Whenever he had that fucking cage thing, and like the the week before <laughs> he squashed so many folk, and as soon as I drafted him, he just didn't wrestle, and he just it was just backstage stuff. But I feel that he's uh, got Veer at the right time that he is going to squash. When he's up against Raven Steedo next week. He'll win that probably, and you know it will just be folk after that. I think he'll just kind of go through and demolish, and he'll kind of go into non-existence. So if we can get good points of your hand to the transfer window and see what the state of play is, I think it's a great pick. I think Vincent Mann, if he continues along with us, in theory, is going to be a good pick. Uh, overall, the team looks good. I don't think it's going to win, but I think he's going to be up and up and about there. I think it's a it's a a good upper table team. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this team as well. Um, getting Drew fifth, I think, is great as well. He'll be really happy to got Drew. Um, Veer Mahan, uh, as you'll know from all the jokes, that he's been <laughs> told about his return for months and months. He's finally here. Uh, they piped him up. They'll probably keep him going, as you said, in squash, squash matches for a while. So that'll be great points. My only worry, obviously, it's round five as much, but I don't think Vince was on Raw on Monday 
So that might be a sign that he might not be back on television again with Austin, but could be wrong. Other than that, I'm very happy with this team, I think, for us. So good on him. Uh, Mir Mahan's definitely going to be the dark horse of this team for sure. You know, getting points way up to the transfer window. And then if he wants to trade him out, he can do so. Vince is a fifth round pick. Ugh, I don't know. I think that's uh I think that's a bit of a jokey pick, if I'm being honest, because I think there were so many other good picks left behind that he could have easily swiped up. You know, whether it be someone from NXT or AEW, definitely could have picked someone who has consistent matches. But you know what, with Drew, Mandy and FTR, again, it's another another team which has had three very strong picks, but the exception this time around is the second half has two out of three that could be potential surprises. So I think Ross might very well just be a dark horse this season, mostly because of Veer Mahan. You see... I love the fact we've got a team here that includes, you know, tag team champions across multiple companies. You've got a former WWE champion, the current NXT Women's Champion here. But we spent most of Ross's a lot of time here talking about Veer Mahan. That just, that speaks volumes, I think. We and have to talk about what's important. You've been hyped up for that long, he must be a big deal. Don't give the people what they want, you know. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see what happens with Vincent Mann because... This will be two seasons in a row. Ross has put his faith in McMahon. It didn't work out last season, so let's see. If, if Vince even shows up for one week, he's already more successful than Shane McMahon ever was for Ross and Andy last season. So, uh, we'll see. Ross likes to take a risk, so we'll see if this one pays off for him. But, Ryan, you, it's your turn now. Your team, the People's Union, please take us through your picks and please explain yourself. So, I picked uh, for my tags. My tag team is Sasha Banks and Naomi. Uh, I put that. <laughs> Good memory, Ryan. Part uh, one, I went with Seth uh, Rollins. Uh, two, Thunder Rosa, Omos, <laughs> Madcap Moss, and Yoshirai. <laughs> Take away, boys. <laughs> right, you know what? Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll take this. I think, right, Banks and Naomi is a great pick. Mm-hmm. Rollins is a great pick. Rollins, uh, Rosa is a good pick. Omos, I think, could be has potential to be a great pick. I think that uh, when the return match against Bobby Lashley happens, probably wish me a backlash. will get the win there, and I think MVP will help. Madcap Moss, at the time, was shit. I think it, I, I, I don't think it's great now. I think it's less shit, but I think the split with Corbin is going to help. Because I don't, I, 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 this will be a, a good program for whatever's going to whatever's going to happen. And Eel Shirai, you don't really know what's happening with Eel So I think it's again, I, I I don't think it's a winning team, but I don't think you'll be down near the bottom. Yeah, I concur. I think Madcap Moss at first was going to be your worst choice, but now that I think about it, with the program on SmackDown, there is potential again to be another dark horse pick. Because I mean. If he gets some momentum from the Andre Battle Royal win and he gets a win over Happy Corbin, I think there is a potential to be a good fourth round pick there. Uh, Omos, I think, ooh, I mean, the new alliance with MVP might give him a new lease on life. Whether he wins the overall feud with Bobby Lashley, though, I'm not entirely sure. So, again, Omos is probably going to be hit or miss this season. But, again, Rollins and Thunder Rose are two very solid picks for your first two rounds. Banks and Naomi, I think I can see them holding the women's tag titles for a good while. Maybe get a match with Rhea and Liv down the line at some point. And I think Io Shirai is a very safe fifth round pick. You know, a, a consistent performer on NXT. 
she might still have that partnership with Kaylee Ray down the line, or she could pursue the NXT women's title again. But yeah, very, very... Uh, what started off with, looked like a, a shit team at first is actually turned to some, into something potentially good. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think I think it's a middle of the table, so I can't really... Or the middle of the draft order, so it's I can't really take advantage of being on either side. I think I did all right. Uh, Madcaps turned around since yeah, last night. Because I, I, there was rumours that they were going to split the two up. And I thought he maybe he'd come out on top. I'm not entirely sure now, but I'm happy that it happened. Otherwise, it would be a, a big zero at the end of the end of the season for him. So, looking at this team, I think I said before that the, the WWE always to care about the women's titles of Sasha Banks, one half of them. And given that she has one half of them now, then I hope that means there's cons- consistent booking for, for you, for your sake, for your tag team, because Women's tag champs, unless it's Nia and Shea, seem to be fairly prolific and not the best team to, to go for in the draft. Uh, several roles at one time or another was uh, at one time was a, one of our most consistent high scorers, so see where he goes as a, as a first round pick. Thunder Rosa, next, no brainer. I think she's got tail defense at some point next week against Nyla Rose. I'm annoyed I didn't get a chance to do my Thunder Rosa song, but uh, there's always later the season. Uh, oh. uh, <laughs> Oh, almost, yeah. Uh, I, did, I did think Madcap Odds is a bit of a dark scrub of a pick, but you know, if he somehow manages to win this feud over Corbin, as long as it doesn't go with other Corbin feuds and uh, go for longer than it fucking should. Uh, anyway, sure, I think in terms of a fit, in terms of the red she was picked, that's okay with that because I think a big issue with Yula, as good as she is, she has been picked in the past higher than I think she needs to be. But I think the fifth round, given her current position, is best place for her and ryan called her leo shirai on the on the selection show yeah he got <laughs> confused with her brother he's not an nxt yet i believe he's on level up next week <laughs> i forgot people... level up was a show jesus mm. oh my. So I'm, I'm still trying to work out what it is is it <laughs> it's, it's basically it's, it's made event for nxt pointless is that not is that not what nxt is already like Okay. It's really a slap in the <laughs> face when you put on it like, you're not good enough to be on the developmental show, so let's go on the developmental show to the developmental show. <laughs> it's, got the, it's got the title and graphics of a really shit uh, like game that you download to the App Store. <laughs> the game you play on your way to work. Anyway. It, it, reminds people... me of, like, it reminds me of like a really, really old kind of like retro-ish one-off pay-per-view that they never brought back <laughs> when you look at the, the branding for it. <laughs> Just imagine the dramatic voiceover tonight. Who will level up? <laughs> <laughs> but he would think if you were trying to level up, uh, Adam Kelly, winner of the Listeners League, uh, tried to be funny with his team. How much wood can NXT champion Braun Breaker break if NXT champion Braun Breaker could break a wood? So, it should not be could break Xavier Woods. I'm just reading as it's written down here. Um, I can't mind. I think I might have just made a, a mess with typing it because I was having to type it so quick when I was getting all these staff team names. <laughs> but his team is the not Blackpool Comedy Club, it's the Blackpool Combat Club. His uh, he's first round pick is Rhea Ripley, got Hangman Adam Page, Carmelo Hayes, Sonia Deville, and Corey Graves as his team. Now, honestly, when I saw uh, Adam Kelly's face, I don't really. Then to see, 
I tried to avoid knowing what most of the Listeners League people look like, but if you ask me, draw somebody who might compete in the Listeners League, Adam Galley <laughs> is what I'd probably draw. <laughs> <laughs> and he seemed to start out well with this, but I mean, the fact that he was managed to get Adam Page is probably a steal. I mean, I can see that now. We need to wait and see how that Texas death match plays out for him. But Rhea Ripley as a first round pick has been a while, and, you know, uh, I'm like just to see how that goes, especially if she becomes the uh, becomes a new member of that faction with Ed and Damian Priest, Blackpool Combat Club. I think if I was later on in the selection process, I might have went for them. Uh, Carmelo Hayes, uh, if, if Dolph Ziggler was still the champion, I would have said he's a contender to become the new NXT champion. But now that Breaker's got the belt, I don't know. And then he just chose to go for the non-wrestling picks in both last round, proving that you can take the boy out of the Listener's League, but you can't take the Listener's League out of the boy. Oh, there's a embodiment of that. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot to be a lot left to be desired for the how much wood could Brom Breaker break if Brom Breaker could break wood. Um, Hey, it's uh, it's almost as if it's fantasy booking somewhere down the line. Because I mean, there has been rumors that Ray Ripley might join this Edge Priest stable. But where does that leave her with Liv Morgan? You know, does it do they get a, a losing effort against a tag title match and then that causes her to flip a switch? Does Hangman Adam Page continue his AEW world title run going into Revolution? Where does Carmelo Hayes go? And what on earth was he thinking picking Sonya and Corey Graves when there were so many other great choices ahead of him? So uh, I think the only really solid bet he's got for points is Blackpool Combat Club. But then again, there's no guarantee that they'll always compete as a tag team because Moxley uh, went solo against Wheeler Utah on AEW this past week, and he's now part of the Combat Club as well. So, yeah, I think going with Moxley and Danielson specifically, I think he might have done himself out of potential singles points here, which he could have easily taken as a fifth or fourth round pick. So it's difficult to say if Adam's going to score big, because he has to have Moxley and Danielson specifically competing as a tag team, and I think they're more likely to compete as single stars in the short term. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, yeah. the one pick out, they're the one pick I'll defend, because if they appear regularly, that means Regal appears regularly, but he doesn't even need to appear with Brian and, and uh, Moxley. Now, if he just appears with Wheel, you, uh, that'll help me as well, so you know, I could care less about them appearing as a tag team. As long as Regal's by their side, that's the one pick I'll go with, and how about Corey Graves? He's not even going to be on for the next two weeks. It's going to be Jerry Lawler in his place because he'll be off in his honeymoon. Yeah. yeah. I think this team, I think unfortunately, this is going to be a bottom, uh, if not near bottom, unfortunately, for uh, Adam here. I like to call it the, the sufferer of the JP curse. Um, <laughs> staying at the bottom where they belong. I think a lot of these picks are. Underwhelming, Rhea has not been a first round pick for how many seasons now and probably shouldn't be at all. Uh, I, uh, I picked her first round pick in season four and NXT Women's Championship did a good run there, but again, not the biggest score of the lot. Yeah, I also think Adam Page has got a massive expiry date on him with this title and Sonya, Sonya Deville performed poorly last season and I don't see it getting any better because she's not been on television as much. Um, I'm not sure the entire programme with Carmelo Hayes, so I won't talk much about that, but I don't, Cody Graves is only going to score and I want to appear this point a week. I just, I don't see it. I really do not see any points here. Um, 
Uh, this is not a team that lights up the world for me, to be honest. I think that uh, the tag picker Blackpool combat club, uh, I think, is it's, it's all right. It's all right. Also, it'll help Scott because that means William Regal will be out and up as a good pick. Adam Page is a good pick. What happens with Carmelo Hayes? Uh, he's just lost the North American title. Who knows? He'll probably be in that NXT title picture at some point. Uh, sorry, DeVille. Uh, I think it's a, maybe a bit riskier now because you don't really know what's going to happen with Harden, Corey Graves. I think there's just so many different folk you could have picked instead of him. So, yeah, uh, not a team I'm worried about, I'll say. Yeah, I think it's going to be a team that's like, there's some picks early on that will help the team. Like the combat club and Page, if Page retains the title, will help kind of carry the team for the most part. But the fact that some of the later room picks aren't as strong will be what kind of stops them from progressing above a certain level in the team. And you can say that about a couple other teams here, but it's most evident when I look at when I look at Adam's team here. And now it's time for us to look at the two winners of last season. We'll first start with Gary, who he's graduated from just being Team Bristol. Now that he is in within the club of this, this thin, the relatively thin space of people who have actually won the draft before, he is now King Mabel's Court. And he has chosen Edge and Damian Priestley. Open a straight goal with this new team, you know. Guy does like to innovate as well in the draft. Austin Theory, not quite ambitious as his first round pick. Bobby Lashley is his second. Then you've got Ronda Rousey, Sammy Guevara, and Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch dropping all the way to round five, which I think is probably the biggest surprise of mm-hmm. one of the bigger surprises of the season. The fact that Becky, both losing the Raw Women's title, dropped all the way to the fifth round. I yeah. like this team. I really like this team. I think one of the one of the favourites in paper. I do think maybe Edge and Priest will appear together. I don't think they'll have many tag matches, but I guess there's a lot of tactical play in that of taking both of them off as single competitors considering what's what's happened. I think Austin Theory, I think he will be the next United States champion at one point and I think he's going to be a big fixture in Ross. That'll be good. Bobby Lashley, you never really know. What, I don't really know what's going to happen now. He's at now the baby phase. I don't, I don't see him being almost in a return match. So is it going to be a uh, a, a big blow off after that we'll wait and see but that programme should continue Ronda Rousey to round three that was that I quit match it's happening or whatever it's me a backlash what happens if she loses that where, 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 where's, she, where's she going to go who knows Samuel Guevara going to have lots of sex in the show that's great for him uh, Becky, <laughs> Becky, Becky Lynch I think yeah what a steal what, what, what a pick to, to, to get then obviously she wasn't on Raw but she's not going to be gone forever you know what I mean she will, she will be back and it will, it will spell great things for Gary. I, I like this team. Mm. Yeah, a lot of a lot of potential here, you know, especially with Rousey getting another, possibly another SmackDown women's title match and an I quit match against Charlotte Flair. Becky Lynch obviously disappearing but not gone forever. Uh, I think Gary Gary definitely has upper table potential here. Is it a winning team? Maybe. I just hope the, the tactical choice of Edge and Priest doesn't come back to bite him because he's kind of in the same position as Blackpool Combat Club because there's nothing to say that Edge and Priest are going to compete as regularly as a team. I think Priest might do most of the, the competing, as it were. But appearance points are pretty much guaranteed nonetheless. Austin Theory, I think, as the next United States champion, is a, is a very firm bet to get him the big points there. So it's, it definitely has potential to be a winning team. I'm still 50-50 on it a little bit. So uh, if your association's over, now you're trying to doubt Gary is competitor. Uh, listen, the turntables have turned. Listen, <laughs> I respect how well he performed last season. He was a fantastic 
tag team partner. Uh, you know, he made a lot of great calls, especially with uh, with Hook and Braun Breaker as well as part of our team. And he's done it again. You know, he's Gary's always a bit of an innovator when it comes to this draft. You know, taking he innovated the the wrestler manager tag team combo, and now he's doing the same with Edge and Priest. So in a way, just to get one or in this case two strong singles picks off the board straight away. Yeah, I think we got Gary seems really strong. I think either wrestler from one, two, or three you could have picked first, and you could probably get minimal criticism for it. And Gary's just. He's noticed who's filtered through and he's went straight for it and took advantage. I mind a conversation I've had with Jack before. If I got into the tag season, who I'd like to tag with if it wasn't Jack, and I said Gary, and he's doing it again. This is probably first place. Hey, I'm saying it right now. Gary will win this season with that team. Bold. Bold. Yes, very bold. I still think Austin Dee is a first round pick, maybe a bit ambitious. Even with a US title show, I think it's still a bit ambitious. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Maybe Gary knows something we don't. But maybe come to, I get what's consistently been the most boring name team I've ever heard in this draft season. <laughs> he won't change it for some reason. He's just too stubborn to change it. Uh, uh, you, did complain you, if you, you, you didn't complain about Gary changing Team Visser until now. Yeah, but that's different. Visser is our Lord and Saviour. Uh, and there, David Hockney has made some of the most David Hockney picks that David Hockney has ever made. Uh, in terms of his draft team. <laughs> David, tell us who you've picked. Yes, and it is an elite West End Country Club, or should I say an undisputed elite <laughs> oh, team. Shit. We have the team of the Red Dragon, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. We have the SmackDown Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair, a little bit of royalty there. Then we have two mid-card champions, Scorpio Sky and Cameron Grimes. We have the man in the myth, the legend himself, Adam Cole, baby. And... Fifth round, last and certainly not least, Scotland's own Kaylee Ray. Quite a, quite, I must admit, it is a very AW NXT heavy team. But then again, last place, you've got to take a few gambles here and there. And I remember what David Campbell said to me last season, and that is, I always play safe, I don't take gambles, and I always look for balance. Not this time. Nope, this time I'm going mostly AW NXT, but with a little crown on the top in the form of Charlotte Flair. Hmm. This team, I think, in any other season, I think this team would have potential to be your your winner. But with the longevity, with how main roster dirty heavy it is, uh, I think you'll be up there. But whether you'll win or not, I, I, I don't. I don't see it. I don't see it for it. I don't think it's a good team. I think the Kaylee Ray, I don't think it's maybe the best of picks if I was to kind of pick one gripe. However, I think you've got you've got a good team. Do you have a winning team? I don't think so. But I don't think that's any gripe on anything no, else that you're drafting for last position. So I think if you can if you end up being uh, kind of the, the upper upper half of the table, kind of challenging near the top, I don't think we'll be at the top. I, I this is I I like your team, Dave, but I don't I don't think it's gonna get you that three time. All right. Kaylee Ray, like, having Kaylee Ray in your team, I think she is the weakest one by default. But I think the only reason she's even here is because you, you found yourself in that position the last round where you had to take a, a female pick. But with some picks like Adam Cole and Karen Grimes in the in the next week or so, you've got some big tail matches coming up, and it's the outcome of those tail matches that will determine how well you're going to do this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, see Karen Grimes retaining Cole. I'm still 50-50 on if you'll, they'll put the belt on him. Uh, I thought they were going to put the bell on, they'd do it on pay-per-view or maybe at Revolution. 
Red Dragon, I think, are more likely to take the belt from Red from Jurassic Express. But you know, I'm happy that they chose to uh, for me and Chris's sake, they chose not to take the belts off Jurassic Express while we still hadn't a team. Now that they're not my team, I say fuck them, do what you want with them. Uh, hey, Three title matches next week. I think that's going to be a banger of a start to the season, especially if at least two out of the three of them win the titles. Yeah, but this is the season we've talked about before. It's our longest season. The first week isn't always, you know, academic of what the rest of the season is going to look like. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, it's hell of a start, I'll admit, but not Exactly. There. That's why I have the transfer window coming up so I can change the state of play uh, until I see what WWE plans to do on the build to SummerSlam. So for the minute, that's why I've invested heavily in AW and NXT these days. He's got, and I think it's it's a rare move from you, and we'll see how that pays off. Scorpio Sky, I said before, being a heel holding the TNT title, I don't think he's going to be giving out title matches as regularly as, say, a, a Darby Allen or a Sammy Guevara would have done. Uh, and then Charlotte Flair, I think this is a, a thing they've tried to service at me. I think they were holding off the Ronda Rousey title win till Backlash. So... That may not play into your favour, but uh, Ryan, what do you think of, of David's team? I know uh, now it's by default you, we used to say, oh, SDL hosts have won in the past and zipped you, but you've got a chance this season to start your road to winning a season, but what do you think of this of Dave as a former winner? Right, David, this is this is only my second time hosting you, but this is the most David Hockney thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Like that is this like a tribute act from like season four? Like, but fair enough. I can I can I can respect it. You're a, you're a man of few things, and you're stuck with it. So obviously, a tribute right, act's a perfect way. It's I love that's great. I enjoy that. <laughs> um, I think you maybe had a wee bit too much criticism than you actually deserve. To be fair, I think Adam Cole pick four is superb. Thank you. Uh, probably, I'd actually I'd, I'd I'd potentially put Adam Cole pick two. I'm actually surprised it went as low as that. I think it will beat Hagman Page. Um, Cameron Grimes is a great pick. Um, the only issue I have is Charlotte Flair probably lose a title between now and SummerSlam. If she keeps it to SummerSlam, that's superb. And if I remember right, for pot five, there was not many women left and getting Kaylee Ray is not the worst. So, fair play to you, David. There you go, guys. That's how you analyse uh, an AW NXT heavy team. He calls you a tribute act. That's not a compliment. To you. <laughs> right, but he said I get more I, criticism. He said I get more I, criticism than I deserve. I had, so. I had to. I had to put him down a peg and then rise him up so he feels a bit better. You don't do it the other way around. <laughs> I quite right. Called, called negging, I believe that tactic. <laughs> <laughs> Call it what you want. <laughs> but I'm saying I said that you have a quite a few title matches. Been since and like when you have so many title matches with your team uh, closely together. That can really, I said that's going to set the tone. I didn't say it was going to go bad. I'm just saying, I don't know if every member of the team that's going to tell week will we'll get the win. I'm just saying, and then, like, I agree with Ryan's thing about being slightly being slightly like a trivia because David liked to remain as old. You know, Adam Cole and Charlotte, they were on my team when I won in season three. And then, who's on his team this season? Oh, look, Charlotte Flair and Adam Cole. It's not as if he's trying to repeat past success at all. Well, I mean, they, they, uh, they brought me success last season and they're in a position to potentially bring me success this season as well. And now I've got Red Dragon as well supporting the big man himself. Yeah, Red Dragon, I think even if they don't wrestle, if they appear behind Adam Cole in like a thing where they're coming to the ring, that's still appearance points for you. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 did, I, did, I knew that going into the season that Red Dragon would probably be a strong tag pick because they were set up 
as last season was finishing as a as the next big contenders for the tag team titles. And when it, uh, as the rounds went on and nobody picked them, I thought David Hockney's going to get them. Like there's no way David Hockney can let Red Dragon go by. And as this is again the most David Hockney thing, of course, the Red Dragon two members of Undisputed Era are available, and he has to pick them. Anyway, we're going to go on to uh, right, we're going to run this out by looking at. Each go around each year. Give me who you think is going to win the season. Who you think is going to come in last? Try not to go for yourself when you think we say who's going to win the season. You know, don't be that person. Uh, unless you're that confident. Who's going to win? Who's going to come in last? And who's going to be the surprise? Who's going to be the most surprising like draft player in this season? Maybe they won't win, but they'll, they'll, their team will do better than people are expecting them to. Uh, I'll start with you, Jack. I think uh, aside from myself. Of course, uh, I think Chris or Gary's going to win. I think one to surprise us will be Ross, uh, and I think that our loser will be our listeners' league man, Adam. Uh, Ryan, uh, I think Gary will win it with either Chris or Jack close. So that'll be your second, third. Uh, I do think Adam will be last place, and I think. I'm going to include Chris as a surprise, surprise as well because I had his first season, so I'm surprised as well. Fair enough. Uh, David? Um, I think Jack's going to win this one. I mean, it, that team's too good to ignore on paper. The last place, I'm also going to give it to Adam. Again, it doesn't exactly scream winning team. And the surprise, I think, is going to be Gary. Alright. I think Gary or Jack will win the season. I'll complete the quarter by saying Adam Kelly is coming in last. <laughs> and <laughs> as far as who as who will be the surprise uh season, I think it'll be Ross as well, because I think you know, if a team that has Veer Man such a prominent position does like as well, then I think a lot of people will still be very surprised. Also, looking at all the teams and all the picks that have been made, uh, give me at least one or two picks. Which pick from anybody's team stands out to you as this is definitely a contender to get transferred? <laughs> like, who is the most like whose pick is the most likely to get transferred later this season? Authentic man. Uh, Corey Graves on Adam's team as well. Corey, yeah. Or, or Sonia. Sonia. Or Sonia, yeah. Uh, Sonia, Sonia or Bailey, I think, are too strong picks to get to get transferred. Chris Kaylee Ray and Oshirai, I think, too. Chris might transfer Jamie Hater if she doesn't win the first round of the tournament. But who would take her? I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with some of the think picks you guys said. Yeah, like the Corey, Sonia, like even even Ty Conte, I think. Might be a candidate to get drafted out, and I think, would, I, think would, I think you would think Bailey, but Stephen's kind of had to kind of lock himself in the Bailey now because what happens? It gets to the point that say she doesn't appear, and then after hell in the cell, Stephen's like, "Oh fuck it, don't want her anymore." Drafts her away, and then she's back. He's kind of had yeah. to lock himself in to that gamble that she's having. She is going to have to appear at one point, so it could be a quite. It could there's potential for a hindrance to in that point. Can I make a bold one here? Becky Lynch will get transferred. Uh, yeah, I was I was thinking Becky as well. 
uh, she might not come back for a while, so we don't know what she's doing. Yeah, she's, she's in a very unpredictable position uh, this like, after WrestleMania, so I think Becky actually has a chance of getting transferred out. Is there anybody on your your own team that you think if anyone if I was gonna if I had to look in the future and who uh, my team is gonna get transferred, it's gonna be them? Because for me, I think it's it's gonna be Balor or Storm. Uh, yeah, I'd probably say seems to be fair. One of them too. Mm. Maybe I, maybe Regal, maybe depending on how often the the obviously the, they're appearing regularly now and how how often will they keep him appearing, especially if it's just start doing singles matches. He only appears for one, not all. You may find there's a there's a big program happening with someone somewhere else that you might want to take a risk on. Jack, I was asking for someone from you. From I was asking for someone from your own. Oh team. right, I was. I was just quite he, happy. He joined, he joined in far too quickly with a regal bash in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Door was open. Uh, I think if he loses the the TNT title at some point, I think there's potential for Scorpio Sky to be drafted out as well. Fair enough. Uh, uh, right. Uh, I think Madcap and Yoshirai are the the two I'm keeping my eyes on. Because uh, it depends how they keep the Corbin feud going, and have to keep it going. Uh, for me, I imagine it will probably be uh, Styles or Dakota Kai. On depending just what happens to become that, it's it's looking okay the now, but we'll we'll wait and see. But uh, I think I, right now I'm not really seeing it. It's more just if it depends what's happening in that couple of months. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know, like we're getting a bit ahead ourselves, maybe with the trying to guess who picks, makes some of the transfers might be. But this is a season where this there is that stage net for some picks. But the whole big purpose of this season is to try and form a team that doesn't need that many transfers. And I said that like Becky Lynch may get transferred, even if she's on Gary's team. Gary's been one of the few people when we, in the history of us doing these transfers. He's never even one. He's never transferred anybody. I don't think he's just been somebody who just sticks by his picks. So. Even then, that's why that's part of the reason I said it was bull because even if Becky's doing shit for him, I don't even think Gary would fall over the transfer window. So, so there you go. So that's season 13. That's your lineup for the season. Uh, we continue to do the rotating group uh, two every week and t- uh, two people every week, and we'll have the four of us together when it's a special show, like when we do the transfer window special later on this season. Uh, I think the way the rotator worked out, is it not Jack and Hockney next week? No, it's, it's you and Hockney. It was, it was me and Campbell were last. Was it? Yeah. No, no, oh, me wait. and Hockney. No, oh, me yeah, Hockney you before before yeah, so it's, it's, yeah, it's me, me and Hockney next week, and then it's uh, go, Scott yeah. and Ryan. Admin, isn't that fun? <laughs> <laughs> right. So there we go. <laughs> We've had a we've had a lot of fun bashing each other's picks and other people's. What do you one. guys? Yeah. <laughs> if you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at? That's right, Adam Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And who do you guys think has the strongest team? Let us know on Twitter at SuperTreat. Let us know on Facebook and Instagram. Also at SuperTreat. Let us know in the Facebook community page. Join in the conversation. Get answer questions. Feel free to join Lizard League, but make sure you've got a thick skin because we will be bashing your teams, whether or not you're doing well. And stay tuned to see what happens. All the developments right here every Saturday throughout this season. And check out, uh, keep up to date with all our other shows, like East Meets West, an episode of that out 
our feature shows every single Tuesday and latest episode of Star Stranger went on Thursday, looking at both nights of the most stupendous WrestleMania of all time. But the episode has come to an end. I will thank my, the rest of my co-hosts. Thank you to David Hockney. Thank you. Thank you to Jack Graham. All right, cheers. And thank you, thank you to both my fellow two-time winners and to the guy who has a lot of catching up to do, our new co-host, Ryan Douglas. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, you know you've got you've got the enviable position of being the only SDL who's not to win the season. Come on, let, let that be the one that you're bringing us down, the, man. You're bringing us down. Let, let, let that be the thing that lights the fire up your arse. And then, and then after you win one, <laughs> then after you win after you win one season, you got to win another one to catch up with us. I just can't win, can I? <laughs> just, it's it's we're, constant we're, we're chase. Trying. We're trying to motivate you, you know. We want you to be thinking of like picks, like a Rocky style training montage. Do, do, do. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon on ESSR. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you everybody for listening. We'll see you next Saturday. There now follows an enthusiastic advertisement for Quiz Showdown. Hello guys, welcome to Quiz Showdown. I'm Daniel Campbell and in the show you're going to see the members of the Eat Sleep Suplex retweet team go through a very strange quiz. We don't know what the heck's going on with it, but you're going to have to watch to find out. Go check out on the YouTube channel now. That was an enthusiastic advert for Quiz Showdown. Sports Social Podcast Network.